Hello and welcome back to How Do I Adult? This is episode three, and over the next half hour or so, we'll be discussing education. Now, education is something that we all go through, some to different extents than others, and it has a pretty big part in developing us into adults, fit to become active members of society in our own right. Now, I recently finished my degree and left full-time education for the first time in 17 years, but a lot of my friends continued on to postgraduate study and others didn't attend university in the first place. In this episode, I will speak to a variety of these people about their experiences with education and how they think it did or didn't prepare them for life afterwards. Let's start by talking about the education that we're all required to go through in some form. School. Now, my mum is a primary school teacher, so who better to ask about how useful our schooling system is for preparing us for the real world? So early years is very relevant because children who learn to all the basic skills learn them at early in their early years. So it prepares them for reading, it prepares them for writing, hat, holding pen, holding paintbrush, all of those sort of things prepare them for holding a pen properly for later on. Life skills, isn't it? Basic life skills. And then when you go to then when you go into primary school you learn all the basic spelling, writing, basic math skills learning times tables, all those things are really useful, all those things. But then when you get to secondary school, you extend those things, don't you? But unless, but they're more, but unless you need them for your specific job later, a lot of those things are lost, aren't they? So my mum reckons that the stuff we learn in primary school is pretty useful, which I can understand in that it teaches us literacy and numeracy and basic social skills. But maybe secondary education is where it starts to get a little bit less useful for real world stuff. I asked the same question to my friend James. He graduated with me last summer and is now training to become a geography teacher. After spending his whole life until now in the education system like me, he's now seeing it from the other side. So I wanted to get his opinion on how, or if, it prepares us well for later life. There's a base level of knowledge that you take from all subjects. So like basic maths and basic grammatical English and, you know, base level science is very useful to have in everyday life. Um, taking it further and, like, you know, doing geography, even at, like, GCSE, you learn about very interesting things, in my opinion, but the real-life, like, use isn't quite there. But also it's, like, you're learning how to learn yeah that's like a big part of it it's not like that content will you'll like use that for the rest of your life but it's the techniques of learning that you get at education in education are very useful so like when you come to pick something else up or something new up you think how have i learned other things before but also this is very like one-dimensional in the sense that, like, we've both gone into further education. we both followed an academic pathway. And that's, like, what I have an experience of teaching. There's so much more out there of, along the lines of, like, BTEC's apprenticeships, um, just doing other 
education of the same level, which I think there needs to be more of. I think, you know, there are people that don't want to sit A-levels, and that's absolutely fine, and they can go and learn something else in a completely different way, mm-hmm. or the same content in a different way. I think we are quite narrow, narrow thinking in our view to education, because it seems only recently that, unlike maybe when we were at school, like apprenticeships and um, BTECs and different forms of education were becoming a thing, but it's taken a while for them to be seen as like equal, which is what they should be. Do you think part of that um, narrow-mindedness is because, generally speaking, at least in the past, anyway, you need to have a degree to be a teacher? So teachers, that's their experience. They've gone to uni um, because that's what they know, and they're teaching kids what they know. Um, do you ever think that sort of manifests as uh, education for education's sake? Sort. I I I think your point about you know we you have to have a degree to do a PGCE and to be hired as a teacher. So that's what people, that's what teachers see as a career path. Yeah, maybe you're right. I've not thought about it much. Um, Come back to me in a few years and I'll... (laughs) Now, Dan is someone that left education at 17 before he finished his A-levels and didn't go to uni. So I wanted to get his perspective on what preparation he felt education gave him for his life. Do you feel like the schooling you got, the education you got, prepared you well for... No. Not at all. What else did it need to tell you? How to pay an electricity bill. Yeah. How to submit a tax return. Um, difference between employed and self-employed. I was taught it, but I couldn't really apply it and tell you what it meant. Do you think, do you think they should teach that in schools? Yeah, 100%. Um, talking like about, a, a, a life admin. Yeah, but everyone um, says that, don't they? Like A lot of people say, oh, at school you need... You need to, but you do. Why should they don't teach it in schools? Because it's not really a qualifi- qualification, is it? There's no curriculum to follow. So it's all it's all results. It's all results rather than like actual life skills. Like how to how to get your insurance cheap as possible as you can on your car. Like stupid little things like that. Yeah. And sp- instead of spending a thousand pound, why not spend eight hundred pounds and alter a few little things on compare the market? Like, do you know what I mean? Just really <laughs> stupid things. Um, Ways of saving money and... Is that how you spend your Saturdays? Yeah, yeah, working out the algorithms for Go Compare. So apparently we need to bring classes on Go Compare into mainstream education. But as Dan said, a lot of people will say that schools should teach us real-world skills, yet they don't. I wonder if Mum knew why they didn't. Why do you think we don't learn that in school? I don't know. I think we should do. But I suppose people aren't trained to teach that sort of thing. No, I don't know, because there's no reason why you can't learn to teach those sort of things oh wait never mind she has no idea either i've been thinking about this and in my opinion i think the reason that we don't teach things like taxes in schools is because they're changing all the time so there's no point teaching us something now that won't be applicable in a few years when we actually come to use it also as james said we don't tend to remember individual facts from school like i definitely can't remember how to differentiate equations that i learned in year 11 school is more about teaching us to learn things and get qualifications to go and expand our knowledge in whichever area we enjoy and excel most at. 
It's geared towards further education. Now, I don't want to be too down on our schooling system. We are extremely lucky to have access to the level of education that we do. And it's easy to be quick to criticise our education system with the old, they should have taught me this in school line. But actually a huge shout out to our schools and teachers for teaching us what they do. I think school doesn't keep up with the times, yeah. Definitely. It can't because it hasn't got the finance, has it? The money isn't pumped into school enough. It'd be interesting whether to see whether private schools do. Private schools maybe do teach the children how to how to fill in tax returns, things they may well do, but state school don't. And state school aren't really very good these days. They were better, I think, years ago, but they weren't they're not very good these days at directing you career wise either. Did you get much Guidance? Career guidance? No. No. Career's guidance can be a big part of our school system. As you heard me say there, I don't recall getting much useful career's guidance at my school at all. But saying that, my school was a particularly underperforming and probably underfunded state school, especially during my final few years there. Mum questioned whether this would be different at a private school, so I chatted to my friend Henry about this. He went to a very fancy and prestigious private school and now studies medicine at university. I asked him what the careers help was like for him at his school. What was like the career preparation like in your school? Phenomenal. Like you had, depending on what you wanted to do. So if it was something that teachers could help with, you had a lot of help. So to get into medicine, you have to do a thing called the UK CAP, which is a clinical aptitude test. We had practice sessions for that every Friday if you wanted them. You had interview prep if you needed it. You had help writing your uh, personal statement if you wanted it, which everyone took advantage of it. It was kind of the thing of like nepotism rules okay thing, like because if you you know people whose mates are doctors, so it's like, can you chat to your dad? Can you get me in to do some work experience? Um, so having someone you knew go in and say like, this is Henry, he's going to be with us for the next week. You know, go chat to them, they'll look after you, was really useful. So this was clearly pretty good for Henry going into medicine. But what about if you didn't know what you wanted to do or wanted to go into something less academic? What preparation did you get then? The general advice was if you weren't sure that you were smart, it was like go to uni and do something applicable. So like lots, of, I know lots of people did business and they went to very good unis and got business, good business degrees. Unless, unless you were very, I don't want to go to uni, very explicit, they definitely pushed you towards uni. So, you know, maybe there is a difference between the preparation for adult life in private schools and state schools. But I'm aware there's an extremely blanket statement to make and I don't want to turn this into a private school versus state school argument. James also mentioned that his school's careers advice wasn't exactly diverse. This is what he had to say. When I was at school, careers guidance was dreadful. There was like, oh, so you're going to university? And they'd either be like, yeah, or no. And they go, oh, no, you're not going to university. Have you ever thought about going to university? And that was the careers teacher. Like I had a friend who wasn't going to university and people kept him pestering him. Like teachers would come up to him and be like, have you done your um, UCAS stuff? And he was like, I'm not applying. And they were like, what? So as both James and Henry mentioned, quite often sick forms and colleges encourage people to be going to university to get degrees. And this is what I want to talk about next. For some, uni is a very specific means to an end. If you want to be a doctor, get a medicine degree. 
If you want to be a lawyer, get a law degree. But most people apply for university when they're 17. And a lot of 17-year-olds aren't that specific with their future plans. So a lot of people that decide to go to university often do it just to get a degree to their name and open up doors for them in the future, whatever they decide to do. I personally fall more into that category. I left school not knowing what I wanted to do. So I picked my best AS level grade and the one I was interested in, geography, and thought I should probably go to uni like most of my friends and get a degree, which I did. But right now I'm looking to go into an area completely unrelated to geography, leaving me questioning whether the, oh, this is painful to say out loud, £40,000 plus of student debt I've amassed over the last three years was truly worth it or not. When my parents went to university, the tuition didn't cost them a penny. They still had to pay to live, but they were given things like grants to help cover their costs and reduce the burden on their parents. I asked them if they think the university is still worth it now that it is so expensive. Yes. I still think it's... I, st- I mean, I... Going I back... St- sorry, going back yeah. to your earlier question about preparing for... whether education preparing for life or not. Yeah. School didn't. Yeah. But I think going away to university did because that was the first time I'd been away. had to... Yeah. Look after myself, cater for myself, stop making my own my own decisions. And when you when you're living at home and going to school, you know everything's everything's mapped out for you. You know, when you're away, you've got so many more choices to make and decisions to make, and that's when you start to start to grow up. Mm. And also, when you're at school, your teachers used to feed you with all the information. Yeah, Whereas went to university, you went to university. It's a big. That's why a lot of people drop out. Because they can't cope with the change that suddenly you're expected to work on your own and to to yeah, get to meet anything. deadlines and things. Whereas the teachers at school were were much yeah. yeah. So you are having to, so that's another another side of having to grow up, isn't it? Independence is clearly a massive thing you get from university. My sister went to uni to study chemistry, but now works in HR, something completely unrelated. I wondered if she thought that it was worth it for her. Are you glad you went to uni? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. It's even if, even if you don't do a course that you think, oh, you know, I did chemistry, for example. Not doing chemistry now doesn't matter to me. It's the experience of university. It's the things that you can do. It's the people that you meet. Like I say, you know, hanging around with people that have got similar um, ideas to you. People. It's a good way of meeting people of a similar age to you. So it was quite a good way of you know diversifying the people that I knew, which was nice. Um, meeting people, I've got friends now from, you know, Sheffield, people all the way down from right down south near where I'm living now. Um, now people from Wales as well. And it, you'd be surprised how much people really do vary. So I think university was good for that. I did a year in France from university, which was really great. And um, again, it's just a, it's the environment that encourages you to try new things and do things that you probably wouldn't have done otherwise. How did it prepare you for the real world? Do you think it did prefer you? Downing pints really quickly. Um, <laughs> um, definitely prepares you. Yeah. It. There was one girl I remember, my housemate Emily, brilliant story. Um, it probably prepared her more than anybody else in my flat um, based on the fact that I think um, she was the one from Sheffield. She had never cooked pasta before. There are pasta in Sheffield. <laughs> they don't have pasta in Sheffield. Um she, so she hadn't done a lot of cooking or anything like that before. So um, it was interesting for her especially. So I know I learned how to do cooking at home. Um, but I guess I sort of expanded my cooking knowledge at university because I had to do it myself. And, you know, at home you might do sort of meals at certain times, whereas at, 
at uni I learned the you know the power of having things in the cupboard for when you really couldn't be bothered to do anything else and things mm-hmm. like that uh she learned that fresh pasta had to stay in the fridge not in the cupboard <laughs> Um, because otherwise it goes really moldy and really smells bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, people like one of the big things is just learning how to kind of live, <laughs> how to you know how to get on with people, how to live in a house share. It's not something that most people have done. They've lived with family the whole time. Um, you know how to what kind of bills you need to pay and things like that. So going into a first house share, you have to learn you know how to set up your TV and internet and all that kind of stuff. Um, how to what water bills are and how to pay them. Um, all the sort of things that you kind of take for granted living at home that you don't learn. So there definitely are a lot of skills that you get if you move out to go to uni. But I suppose you could argue that you would get those skills if you moved out to live in your own house anyway. Like me, Eleanor graduated last summer with a geography degree. She's now living at home and is figuring out which direction to head next. This was her opinion on how uni prepared her for life after graduation. So having just finished uni, yes. how do you think that prepared you or didn't prepare you? for the real world it's weird because like you apply for uni thinking that like it's going to set you up with all these great skills and it's going to get you this dream job but it's not that simple you know when you're doing all this stuff that you're getting all these skills but you don't really know <laughs> what they are kind of thing it's like yeah I've done, i do teamwork now i can do a presentation i can communicate well but like trying to realize that is quite difficult because you know, you know, apparently you've got those skills, but you don't really feel like you've got them. Yeah. I've described that really badly. No, I know exactly but what you mean. It's it's really strange because you go into job interviews or like you have to write, um, I don't know, for job applications. Name an ex- example of like a challenging situation you've overcome. You think, right, okay, I've had loads of those. But trying to like actually put it into words is so difficult. So, I mean, I'm sure it set me up all right. <laughs> but I think because I'm not in necessarily a grad grad job that lots of people are doing, I'm just kind of... Well, let me stop you there and let's speak to someone that is doing one of these graduate jobs. Georgie also graduated with me and Eleanor last summer and in September started in a graduate training scheme at a multinational insurance company in London. I spoke to her on the phone to ask if she felt the uni prepared her well for her job I think in terms of being able to present like a presentation yes because that's something I'm gonna have to do quite soon and I feel like from uni I've gained quite a lot of confidence and skills in that um also writing reports um writing even simple things like emails to lecturers it goes quite a long way knowing how to sort of write a semi-formal email um not just be like, I don't know, messaging or emailing people very informally because that's where you can get in trouble. But um, what else? Maybe like just managing a workload, um, just being able to schedule your time so that you can get things done. Yeah, I guess if I didn't go to uni, I may not have de- even developed many of these things. Yeah, I think that's true. The whole like... It's all the things they t- t- say, isn't it? It's all the transferable skills. Yeah, but it's true. Like, I was thinking the other day um, how, yeah, maybe not. I won't use all of the knowledge from my degree in this job, but 
the actual skills and the confidence that comes from going to uni is invaluable, I think. I guess that's sort of what the uni is trying, like, geared towards, isn't it, in a lot of ways? And the sort of job that you have, like a graduate job by definition, it's technically something uni should be preparing you for. Yeah. Um, I guess it's hard in geography because there isn't a... It's not a vocational degree, so they're not preparing you for a specific job. Um, like, for example, medicine or engineering or law. Um, so it's quite difficult, I guess, to, to know the exact skills you're going to need. But um, there are definitely generic ones like presentation skills, public speaking, um, time management, etc. That will just come in handy whenever, I guess. So Georgie does clearly think that the skills that she got at university were worthwhile. And she had a very similar viewpoint to my sister's. And I can't help but notice that both of these went on to do quite similar corporate style graduate schemes, which makes me wonder whether non-vocational degrees like mine are sometimes geared towards this type of role, which is great if that fits with what you want to do, but maybe less so if that world is slightly less appealing to you. I asked Dan, someone that didn't go to university, whether he wished that he had done. Do you ever wish you had? No. Going off where I am now in my life, there's uni would have only postponed that and I've got where I've got without needing uni. I feel like if I would have gone to uni, I would have gone and studied something that I really didn't have an interest in. Got myself into a load of debt. Don't get me wrong, I would have made some good mates. But I'm, I'm very happy with where I am. Yeah, I feel uni uni wouldn't have benefit me. Like some people need need their uni qualification to get the job they want. I didn't. Yeah. And yeah, no, I don't. I don't regret not going. Now I know most of the people that we've heard from so far in this episode have been to uni, but to be honest, that's just because that's where I met a lot of them. So clearly, uni isn't for everyone, and it's definitely true that a lot of people do so well without going anywhere near a lecture theatre. And Dan is definitely one of those people. Also, I hate him a little bit because he's got no student debt, a good job and a house, but I'm getting off track. So let's say you have gone to uni. You've got your degree, all your transferable skills, your new experiences, life lessons, but it's seemingly over in about 12 minutes. So what then? The big question that every graduate uncertain about their future comes across. Masters? As with uni, some jobs require you to have a master's level degree, but... Doing a master's can also appear quite attractive in the sense that it's another year in education, living the uni lifestyle without too many adult responsibilities and looming unemployment to worry about. Although it is accompanied by yet more student debt. Liv is in the final year of her undergraduate degree and is facing this decision very soon. She'd mentioned to me that she wasn't sure what she wanted to do next year, so I wondered whether her or her friends had ever considered doing a master's to give themselves some extra time to decide. Would you ever consider doing a master's to put off the real world? No, actually, I really don't believe in that. What about your friends? What are they? Do they know what they want to do? Big mix, actually, mm-hmm. big mix. A couple of them are already doing masters because I took a year out last year for a year abroad. So some of them I've seen enrol in panic masters, which is hilarious. Others are kind of <laughs> putting off the real world in other ways, either just off on a gap year, travelling, mm-hmm. or. Um, 
keeping up a job, trying to find something actually productive to do. People that are still at uni with me, again, it's a big mix. Some people know that they want to, you know, move to London, do a master's there or find a master's in Newcastle and see what they can do. Well, some people aren't very sure. And I think it's a it's a tricky one. <laughs> we try not to bring it up, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I guess at least it wasn't just me that had no idea what they wanted to do when they finished their degree. Both of my housemates are doing a master's this year. I couldn't tell you what it's called, to be honest, but they'd mentioned to me earlier in our conversation that they weren't actually sure it would make a direct difference to their employability. So I wanted to know what their motivation was. For example, your master's, you said earlier that you don't necessarily know that it would make a massive difference to how employable you are. Mm. Do you think people will do that more to put off going into the real world? You see, I think that this time last year, I was very set that I wanted to go into life and environmental consultancy, climate change career. And when I was looking at all of the jobs, they all required a master's. And when you spoke to lots of people, they always said, uh we would prefer you to have a master's. So that's why I initially started thinking about it, for me. So I think we both, well, and I know that Ollie was like that as well, but then I think over the year, possibly, I've become interested in other things, but then decided to do a master's because it was probably the best thing for me, personally, as well as, and like it's just another qualification, but I don't think I was putting off life. I yeah. think that was just my situation. I've, I've done a master's not because I want to avoid work, I've done a master's because I want to get into the job that I want to do. And it's as simple as that. <laughs> what do you think a master's gives you that your degree didn't? I don't know how much... I think it's... Ideally, would allow you to specify a bit more. Yeah. But, I mean, for our master's that we've done, like, I personally didn't want to go too specific because I just wanted to do an environmental kind of based thing. But it just gives you, it just shows that you're able to stick at something and that you actually are interested, say for us, we would actually be interested in working for the environment and we haven't just applied on a whim. Yeah. So given that both Ollie and Libby are doing our masters to get into quite a specific field, I also asked them whether they felt prepared to go into the working world after they finished their masters. This led us on to quite an unexpectedly philosophical debate about succeeding in the real world. Do you feel like you're prepared for the real world? Yeah. What do you think has been the biggest thing that's prepared you? I would say I have an attitude that is more geared towards um, sort of like really working hard and putting effort in. And that, has, that will prepare me for whatever comes. So I'm not, I'm never really like overwhelmed by things, work-wise. I just think that some people moan and complain and blame other people rather than actually looking at themselves and being thinking like, well, I should have planned this better and I should put more effort in. And I think... And then that sort of feeds into... What, what the question was, whether it's prepared. Actually, yeah, I agree with you. Because you I don't think people are prepared because when they then go into the real world, they can't moan and complain to like their boss because he's just going to turn around and go, well, that's your fault. You need to work harder. Do you then think that people might struggle more when they leave education because yes. there isn't yeah. these systems in place where they Especially can go. in like the job, so we're all... 
most of us are looking at going into like consultancy kind of like project management jobs right. and all deadlines of these, have got to be yeah. written things like so that. like on all of the like questions tests applications it's always like how do you manage your deadline mm. what would you do if you did this and you can't be just like oh i'll ask for a peck form but that's what people do, do now. yeah i don't know i think it's time management but just to clarify, a PEC form is a personal extenuating circumstances form. And it's just what you can use at university to apply for an extension to your deadline or for other assistance. Oh, and also, Ollie. Moan and complain to like their boss. I think he's just going to turn up. Not every boss is a he. Anyway, Libby and Ollie both mentioned that they were looking to go into project management style jobs in the future, where meeting deadlines and managing your time is a vital part of what you do. Conveniently enough, my sister works as a project manager, so I wondered if she felt she'd have been better prepared for her job with a stricter approach to deadlines at university. Do you think education is ever too lenient? Lenient? Yeah. Do you think it would be better off to be more strict with things like, I don't know, deadlines and that sort of more cutthroat to try and prepare you for the real world? Uh, well, I kind of think my I would like my job to be more cutthroat so I, don't, I think when you say the real world's more cutthroat I don't think it is I think you can make mistakes and you can you know everyone accepts the fact that they think you're going to work and you can't make mistakes anymore you can do you think the working world is maybe easier than education the education was harder in some ways no I don't think it's easier because education doesn't necessarily I think you're right in terms of consequences I don't think education necessarily has the sort of the strict comp consequences that it could have I think um, it could be harder and, you know, you could be tested a bit more. But you don't want that stress. You want people to just have the freedom to learn. Um, and, yes, you want to motivate them to learn to get better grades, which I think is what the grading is for. But you don't want to put people off so that, you know, it becomes unachievable and people get stressed about learning it. I just think, I don't think that, I think that would have a negative impact. So your job isn't necessarily as hard or as scary as you thought it might be? No, I don't think so. I mean, I still have days where I think, oh, my goodness, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but, you know, like with everything, I started at, in a job and I started doing things that had less of an impact. And as I've practised and as I've learned things and as now I can understand, you know, the impact of if I do something here, that's going to have a knock-on effect over there. Um, I, I've been moved into higher and higher roles. Mm. Um, and now... Yeah, I now can understand the impact that I would have on something. So I think you just understand things better, and it's the same with it's the same as education. Yeah. The more you understand something, the more you're likely to get a higher grade. I thought that this was quite a nice and reassuring point to end on. You don't just leave education and go straight into a really high-pressure job and just stay there for the rest of your working life. Or at least most people don't. The working world itself is a continuation of education. Everyone's always learning and making mistakes is just part of that. So that is it for this episode on education. Thank you so much for listening and for getting through to the end. I hope you found it vaguely interesting. Maybe you learned something or just got an insight into the way other people think. If you did enjoy it and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I'd be massively grateful if you could give this podcast a review or a rating, hopefully a good one. And I will see you next week where we'll be diving into the topic of money.